Mario Golf, Splatoon 3, Skyward Sword, Matt. Are you uh, pumped after that Nintendo Direct? Project Triangle. Hmm. That's all I can think about, Tom. It's Tom that attack. Project Triangle. Project Triangle. Um, prototype name. Prototype name? It's a code name, isn't it? It, no, it is, yeah. Prototype name. <laughs> I, I did take a picture, right, because... For, right, for those of you who don't know, we are talking about the Nintendo Direct that happened very recently, uh, within the last week. Um, some would say, in somewhat of a blessing, because I haven't played very many video games, so it gives us something to talk about. Uh, but as part of that, there was... Project Triangle Strategy, and uh, just just to be clear, Square Enix also put working title underneath in brackets, which is good. I'm glad that they're thinking. Oh, working title. Now that's a better description of the, the, the title. Pro- project, project Triangle Strategy is a bit... So what do you think know. the triangle represents? Three characters, oh. three armies... I don't know something with three involved, like three yeah. three types of combat. Three. So this yeah. is one of the games that Nintendo showcased in their Nintendo Direct, and of course, I couldn't be um, less interested. But uh, Matt, you're quite excited about. It. I'm not. No, I. To be honest with you, like as long as oh, listeners will know, I don't really like strategy games. Um, as much. Do you like Octopath Traveler? This seems to be continuing I'm... that visual style. I least. mean, yes, I, I I liked Octopath Traveler. I didn't play more than an hour or so of it, despite buying it. Um, I like the visual style of that game an awful lot. I just I just didn't get into it for whatever reason. I've I've had trouble getting into RPGs on the Switch. I realised when at the the front of that announcement that they were bringing the character from Xenoblade Chronicles two, two. into Smash Brothers, I was like, oh, I've got a limited edition of that game upstairs. I haven't even opened. <laughs> oh dear, Matt. Well, let's rewind a little, and yeah. uh, I want to ask you what you wanted out of this Nintendo Direct. Was there anything you were thinking? Oh, it'd be great if they showed that or. Yeah. Right, so my expectations, if I'm totally honest, were very, very low because the tweet that had come out from Bowser the man, not the Mario villain, uh, the yeah. new president of Nintendo America, had said, new Nintendo Direct coming, 50 minutes featuring Smash Brothers. And that's all I'd seen of this screen grab of a tweet. When's it and not I'd... featuring Smash Brothers, right? No, but I, I had just assumed that it was just another... Nintendo like mini direct about Smash Brothers and so I had had no interest in it until no. friend of the podcast uh, Jeeb uh, someone on Twitter posted like oh he's mock up of the Game Boy Mini and I was like oh that would be cool but I don't think that's going to happen and then I was like well the Game & Watch came out I guess they could probably just repurpose the Game & Watch uh, and so I was thinking like oh maybe they'll do that but I I think if they were to do something like that they'd leave it to later the year so, yeah, also, it, there's the Mario stuff going on this year and the Zelda stuff. Was yeah. it Mario this year? Was Mario last year? I forget. This year? Last year? Mario was this year. It last started year. last year, know. didn't it, with the anniversary collection, uh, mm-hmm. 3D All-Stars, and can will continue yes. throughout this year, yeah? I, I looked at it, and I was like, okay, well, what are they going to show? And obviously, the two things at the top of my mind were Breath of the Wild 2, which they didn't show, and Metroid Prime 4, which mm. they didn't show. And so I was like, well, those two have got to be there. What else are they working on? Is there going to be a new Donkey Kong? Is there going to be a new Splatoon? I was just like, well, it'll probably, it'll probably be sequels. And lo and behold, Never even crossed my mind, right, that there would be a new Splatoon, but spoilers, there Splatoon was. 3 was announced. I've already spoiled it in the intro. You did. Hmm. But um, Splatoon 3, yeah, I didn't see that happening because, of course, with Splatoon 2 being released on the Switch, I thought they'd just go on supporting that game. But perhaps they want to go somewhere totally different, which uh, the trailer would imply. 
to be fair, Splatoon 2, a very close sequel to Splatoon 1. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that they're doing another one. And from what I understand, people have kind of dropped off playing Splatoon 2 in a big way. Oh, yeah. So it could be to bring people back into it, release a new game. Mm-hmm. Well, I dropped off Splatoon 2 pretty quickly, actually. Uh, me too. What attracted me most about the game is its visual style. Uh, yeah. So, actually, but when I first played it on the Wii U, I thought, wow, this gameplay is kind of unique. But the more you play Splatoon, the more, you, for me at least, it becomes quite tiresome. It's like, it's not a game that really keeps me interested. I enjoy playing Splatoon. I, I had the thing that's the... Ex- Right, so when I play online shooters or any kind of action game now, I have the feeling of I'll play it when it comes out, I'll enjoy a little bit of it, and then there's always like a fork in the road. Either I become quite good at the game, like Apex Legends, in which it becomes a pleasure to play any time I pick it up, or I see that I don't have the skills or the time to put in to get the skills to play at a relatively high level Hmm. and that is what i saw immediately with splatoon and i was like oh no i'm not really going to be able to play this online very well unless i start playing with a lot of people i know because this is just a very difficult game unless you're coordinating with people and obviously absolutely you know when you're wandering around on your own just spraying your paint everywhere it's not very satisfying but if you can have a sort of a team of people with and have a strategy then I think that's where the game shines. Yeah, and I mean, to be fair, like I would have probably done that with Splatoon 2. I do know enough people who bought that game and had a Switch at the time it came out to well, do I that. Well, I don't have it. <laughs> I just didn't want to pay for Nintendo Online at the time. I mean, it wasn't until Animal mm. Crossing that I finally bit the bullet and subscribed to that service. For me, so... the best things about Splatoon 2 were the added modes. Yeah, I liked the horde mode thing that they did, but that uh, was only salmon, available on certain days. Salmon, I've got salmon it in, run. In a draw. Salmon run. Yeah, you remembered. Yeah. It was weird. It was only on certain days, so you couldn't really enjoy it to the full. And I was just like, oh, well, this is the most enjoyable bit of this game. Why would you gate me from playing it? This is oh, really I ne- weird. I, what I, I never liked about yeah, Splatoon was the fact that you only had two levels in rotation at any one time, wasn't it? These are the levels yeah. for now. Oh, great. Yes. Yeah. To be fair, it was a good way of learning the maps, but yeah, Mm. I'm with you. I thought the single player stuff was quite lacking and quite over quite quickly. It was very similar to the first game as well, and so I I just fell off it. I never played the DLC. I heard the DLC was very good. I should probably buy that and play it. Oh yeah, but well, I never. I'm afraid I I can't get too excited about Splatoon three. I like the look of it. It's apparently set in like a post-apocalyptic world. To be honest with you, any excuse to look at more of the cool fake language art style for Splatoon, I'm totally down for. I need to buy the artworks okay. for that game. I really like the artwork of Splatoon. I'm I'm with you on the artwork. It's just it's got to have the gameplay to back it up, and yeah, it's not my my thing. I don't think I've 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 learnt. I th- I think it could be your thing, Tom Parry. I think if they were, if they were to come up with some new unique game modes, I could quite easily see you and well, Gareth playing. I don't think Thursday. I I like competitive multiplayer games. In fact, I did used to play Splatoon with Gareth, but we you both play Call of Duty all the time. Of... What are you talking about? Call of Duty. I haven't played it in a while, actually. You like played Call it for like years on the Wii U. On the Wii U, that was it. Black Ops Two. That was. <laughs> That was where it was at. With with people on the Wii U, when you start moving to other consoles, the uh, competition becomes somewhat stiffer. Uh, I see. <laughs> no, I think Black Ops 2 is great. I'm the kind of person, if you get one good version of a multiplayer game, then I could quite happily just play that. That's fair. For a while. And then maybe, yeah... I. I don't feel like I need a new Splatoon because I haven't played much of Splatoon 2. Anyway, shall we move on? We should, yeah. So there wasn't anything that you were that excited about that was unveiled. I'm I'm just looking down a Kotaku article just to see if there was anything. I mean... What about Apex for... Legends on the Switch? 
I I have a PS4 that is perfectly <laughs> yeah. capable of running it, and so for me, yeah. that isn't a thing. Actually, the one thing towards the start of that announcement that I was like, oh, actually, this would be pretty good, was the Famicom Detective Club stuff, because I've heard very good things about those games. But so again, what, that's you... a visual novel. Yeah, give us a bit of a backstory on these Famicom Detective games. What What's the relevance of Famicom in the title? Uh, it is the fact that they originally came out on the Famicom. Um, oh, it's a long-running right. long series uh, for Nintendo um, of murder mysteries uh, where you are a detective club and you go around and you solve these things. They're kind of standalone stories of the same detective, a la a Poirot or whatever. I've, I've always heard they're pretty good. I've seen some fan translations of the original Famicom Disk System games. I think they were. Right. And I've been curious about them. Um, but having them in English is great. I was kind of hoping, after they'd said Famicom Detective Club is coming out in English, that uh, Buddy Mission Bond might be getting a localization as well. But I will just continue playing that in Japanese. One day, I guess, I'll enjoy it in English, or I'll just understand enough Japanese after translating yeah, it for w- hours. To... I wonder if that will ever see a release outside Japan. Mm. I can't... Is it, who developed that, by the way? Um, I think it was Bandai Namco. Oh, okay. So it's not a Nintendo... Okay. No, I think it's published by Nintendo, developed by Bandai Namco, from what I remember. And like I said, the art's all by the guy who did One uh, One Punch Man, though. So I imagine there would be enough reverence for One Punch Man that would probably justify it getting localized. But it is a lot of text, and it's probably a yeah. lot of VO unless they keep it in Japanese. So perhaps it is um, surprising. Famicom Detective Club is getting a Western release, don't you think? Um. I yes and no. I mean, a it's a Nintendo game, so it doesn't surprise me that they are localizing it because it's one of those things like Fire Emblem that mm. does have quite a big following. There have been more Famicom Detective Club games on other systems like the Super Famicom and stuff. It's quite a long-running and beloved series, from what right, I understand, okay. in Japan. So maybe they're just like, oh well, this is technically just us localizing text. This is a probably a very pandemic friendly game to develop if i had to like look at it a bit cynically because there's not a lot of new assets there's not a lot of voiceover that's needed in english because they're just using the japanese vo so why but i imagine there's a lot to translate (laughs) some translators getting a yeah a lot of the work on their desk at the minute i'm sure but i mean like from what i understand they're not particularly long games and okay. I, that's why I think they're bundled together. But I also think, you know, like these are games based on scripts that are like 20, 25 years old, if not more. So perhaps they already had English translations. Maybe Nintendo had tied to the idea of localizing them back in the days of the NES and just never bothered. Who knows? Oh, maybe. Uh, one thing I did like about those was uh, the partially animated uh, sequences. Yes. That they weren't just still images. So there was some animation. It was done in a sort of painterly kind of way that it looked quite appealing, I thought. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, right, like, my initial thought was, oh, this is Ace. I Perhaps I'll import the Famicom Detective Clubs once I'm done with Buddy Mission Bond. But they don't seem to be as accessible as Buddy Mission Bond is. I don't. We think don't have all the voiceover. No, it doesn't. I, does. It doesn't seem like there's that much VO. It doesn't seem mm. like there's Furigana on any of the Katakana, and it doesn't look no. like you can replay the audio either. At least from what I could see in that demo, I have to investigate it a bit more. But it doesn't mm-hmm. seem okay. as as accessible to a non-native Japanese speaker or learner of Japanese, which is a bit sad. So perhaps I'll just wait for the English versions. One game, Tom Parry, that I completely mm-hmm. forgotten that was announced during this that I am very excited for because the Switch is essentially just becoming the PlayStation 1 Mark II is uh, okay. Legend of Mana, uh, which is a game <laughs> that we never got outside. Uh, like I had, I've played it a little bit because it was available on the American PS3 store when you could buy the PlayStation Classics. Oh, yeah, okay. But much like Moon, um, which had never be- seen a release outside of Japan, I'm very excited to see this kind of weird JRPG get a release on the Switch where we can enjoy it in Europe for the first time. Yeah. It looks Nintendo cool. Nintendo like I... to... Sorry. 
No, it's just as I say, it looks cool and I remember enjoying it, so I'm excited to play mm. it again. Yeah, I was just going to say that I think Nintendo do like to put a lot of focus on RPGs in their Nintendo Directs. And I... uh, games which aren't you know, my, my sort of thing. You know, I understand that there's a huge um, following for those type of games, but that's what always gets me a little bit disappointed. I'd love to see a few more action titles, but there you go. What yeah, else have I mean, we got that wasn't like RPG or text adventure? I was going to say, I'm also really excited to play Saga Frontier 1 for the first time either as well. <laughs> I really like that second game. I had no idea the first game was like sci-fi, so that looks cool. Um, Mario. Mario Golf Mario, Super Rush. Mario Golf, yes. There's yeah, Mies in um, it, Tom. I knew they had you. It, yeah. As soon as I Fantastic. saw Mies, it was like, oh, Tom's going to buy this. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm well into that. I've always enjoyed Mario Golf. And as long as it doesn't go totally off the rails like Mario Tennis did, uh, then, you know, that they, they've shown this mode where you have to do like a race. Yes. Uh, golf race, which looks chaotic, but fun. As long as that's, you know, not too out there, because there's some things introduced in Mario Tennis Aces that I didn't like, which made it, I think, a little less accessible. Um, so as long as they uh, keep it pure to, to Mario Golf, and they've got that huge... Um, Oh, I dare say RPG mode in there. Well, I mean, that's been in there for lots of Mario Golf games. They were developed by Camelot. And I don't mind it. I don't mind it because the core gameplay is the golf. And uh, I have played uh, Mario Golf on the Game Game Boy Boy Color. And the Advance, I think. And Mario Tennis. And Mario Tennis, yeah. Made by Camelot, man. And yeah, and also, as you say, having the Miis in there makes it very appealing. So happy to finally see Mario Golf. Uh, preferable to Mario Tennis for me, so... I mean, I, I've i never really been a big fan of Mario Golf games that weren't the Camelot JRPG-supported ones. I do like the look of the speed mode, as you say. I think that looks mm. pretty damn cool, of just being able to run around and, like... It reminded me a little bit of what that 100,000-foot uh, robot golf game was supposed to be, of just, like, oh, giant... Yeah. Giant robots playing golf in a city, destroying things, but like all playing at the same time. That sounded cool, but I, from what I remember, it wasn't that great. Uh, yeah, it's so, a little underwhelming, yeah, if I recall. But I, I can imagine it being quite fun to like shout at your loved ones and relatives and everyone else as you bash around golf balls on a course. I, I think that could be fun with tight controls that Mario Golf generally has. So I'd be interested in that for the first time since, like I said, the Game Boy Color or Game Boy Advance games. So. Hmm. Nice, yeah. Well, I think it'll. It's got Mario in it. It'll be a hit. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, what about Zelda? Me... Oh God, I, I I don't care. Like Zelda was one of those weird moments for me. Well, I will probably buy it. Those Joy Cons look really nice, so I'll probably buy those Joy Cons. Um, I don't know, man. I didn't really like that game, mm. and even though the slashes are all mapped to buttons now. I just remember how tedious a lot of that combat was with motion controls, and I still think it's going to be the same thing with buttons. Well, I'd heard that um, the motion controls have been improved and that on the Wii, they weren't so good. They were a little bit iffy. Oh, they so were, if they've they were improved terrible. that, so it's a smoother experience. Yeah, but I, I just think the combat is too fiddly because it, hmm. it needs to take advantage of like even fighting the... Oh, uh, what are they blinking called? The the piranha plant things in Zelda. I've forgotten their names. Oh, them. Yeah. I know even, what you mean. Even fighting the piranha plant things, it's like, oh, you need to slash vertically. Now you need to slash horizontally because it's stunned. And now you need to do a twirl attack to cut its head off. Like, it's so. The combat is so regimented and so, like. I need to make this slash, then this slash, then this slash, and then I can kill this thing. Mm. Which is completely the opposite of Breath of the Wild. And I think Breath of the Wild has ruined old Zelda for me in how fluid that combat is. That I don't know if I necessarily want to go back to a an older Zelda game that is... Especially but that Matt, regimented in its combat. They said that it's got several things in common with Breath of the Wild. 
They yeah, like a, a stamina of... gauge. Yeah, exactly. That's the one thing that I dislike about Breath of the Wild. It's like, oh, cool, I forgot about that. It's a bit like Breath of the Wild, kind of, not really, but... No, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't stick with the game either. I have it on the Wii. Um... But yes, I'm interested to see how those new controls play out. And uh, using yeah. the an- right analog stick for your different slashes... It may just uh, make the game a little bit more accessible, perhaps. I think I think it will, but I think it'll still... The combat won't be that fluid, because you'll still need to go, right, okay, this would be where I would wave the Joy-Con in front of me to the left, this is where I would do it to the right. Like yeah. You're still going to have we'll to do see. that same Looks stuff like with the controller. If they, can, if they can speed it up so you can just go, like, wiggle the right stick to go, like, hua, 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 then mm. maybe it'll be good, but I, I don't know. I need to play a demo or something before I play that game again. I, I did not have a good time with what I spent with yeah. Skyward Sword. It was inevitable that was going to get re-released, so at some point. Oh, of course. Like I'd heard like, uh, rumours that people were expecting... Well, people wanted some sort of equivalent to Mario 3D All-Stars for Zelda. They wanted Ocarina and Majora's Mask and, I don't know, Twilight Princess? Well, I mean, that, this is it. Not a disc, no, right? a cartridge. Every every Zelda game now has been remade. Like, every Zelda game has had a HD update. Yes, um, and those were on the Wii U, weren't they? Uh, Wind Waker. They were. And, hey, why did I leave out Wind Waker when I was saying about the three games? I, I jumped straight to Twilight Princess. Because you, Tom Parry, in your... In your little head were like oh that game's for children it's cell shit no no I no i like wind waker um <laughs> anyway yes you're right totally right they've been re-released on the wii u previously yeah everything everything now has had a re-release at some stage like from its original console i'm to be honest with you i'm quite disappointed that they've not remade uh for whom the fro- uh the frog for whom the bell tolls using that mm. Lynx Awakening engine, but I guess maybe it's too difficult, who knows? Maybe it wouldn't sell as well. Maybe not. I though to be fair, like maybe they'll do Ocarina or Seasons and Ages or something now as in that same style as Link's Awakening. Who knows? Mm. Those are the only games that haven't been ported is the portable Zelda titles. So And of course the CDI ones. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Even as a fan of the CDI, I you, you know you I can't want... agree with people who say uh, that they're any good. You don't want I Wand can... of Gamelon HD. Faces Link Faces of Evil is not a good game. Yet uh, people out there, CDI aficionados, do swear that it's quite fun. But of course uh, they do, Tom. Of course <laughs> they do, because there's like four games on that system, and they're like, Hotel oh, it's got Mario Nintendo is games. genuinely quite good, though. Yeah, Hotel Mario is quite a good game. Uh, in, in some sort of weird future, we might see Nintendo remake Hotel Mario. No, Tom, that'll never happen. <laughs> I'm sorry to tell you, that'll never happen. Uh, but yeah, there were some other things, big, uh, big things uh, announced. Like, um, well, we knew No More Hero Three was coming, but we finally got to see a bit more of it and got to learn some of the uh, story for that. Yeah, game. looks cool. Yeah, looks cool. Looks more like more no more heroes doing odd jobs and fighting stuff. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing though. Having not completed any no more heroes games, it's sort of like oh, and there's another one. Yeah, looks good again. It's more ha- of the same. Having never really played any no more heroes games, I hope that they do the first two games on the Switch as well, so I can play those. I don't think they they've already done that. I don't think they have. I think they released the second uh, one, but I don't think they released the first. Uh, okay. I thought they had, but yeah, there you go. It'll probably happen. To be fair, even if they haven't, it'll have bloody motion controls in it anyway. Um, Metopia, Tom, is getting a re-release. Speaking of JRPGs you love, there's two things, Mies and JRPGs, and they mashed them oh, together yeah. just for you. That street pa- I mean, you liked the Street Pass RPG stuff. It's pretty much that, but a game. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's fine. I don't think I'm interested enough to get it, but interesting that they, they're they re-releasing a 3DS game. Well, I, I mean, they, they have already, right? They have put some stuff that was late 3DS onto the Switch already. Um, have they? 
Yes, I want to say they did. I can't recall. But now I'm now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, no, it was more they ported Wii U stuff to the 3DS that I'm sure will inevitably find its way on the Switch. <laughs> oh um, yes, they ported um, Wii U to three Wii to 3DS, didn't they? Like Donkey well, no, Kong they, Country they, Returns. Yeah, but they also ported Wii U. Like there was um there was like a Woolly World port, and there was a Mario Maker port, and. Uh. Oh, yeah. I think that was a little like different Mario Maker, but yeah. I'm curious. I would like them to release that Pikmin game on the Switch because I never played that and I heard it. Before. Oh, hey, Pikmin. Yeah. Oh, and Dirt the Chibi Robo that. game that I have upstairs that I've never opened because I bought it. Yeah, for those games were really uh, cheap. They were like some of the last uh, big Nintendo games on the 3DS, and you could get them quite cheaply from places like Argos. Uh, same yeah. with um, WarioWare Gold as well. Yeah. Yeah. I would Metroid like them Prime. To... What's that one? That Metroid Prime game that came out for the Oh God, what's it called? Not Hunters, is it? Freedom no. Force or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's the only Metroid game I don't own because I've never seen it cheap enough to pick up. I picked up. Triforce I got it because it was like Fiverr or something. From I picked up Triforce Heroes because it was very much the same price. I've never played that <laughs> game either. Uh, maybe one day we'll see Switch games come down to that, but uh, that, be I mean, to be fair, like I, I'm curious to see when I start seeing Switch games at flea markets and in charity shops. So I was thinking about this the other day. Like I've started mm. to see PS4 stuff for ages has been in flea markets, and I've started seeing it in charity shops now. Can't yeah. be that far off Switch games in charity shops, I don't think. I mean, that console sold gangbusters, but I think the thing is, it's still relevant. So it'll probably be like two or three years. Yeah. Hey, Fall Guys is coming to Switch, Matt. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> don't, I don't care either. Uh, I, moving on. <laughs> I enjoyed I enjoyed my time with Fall Guys, but uh, that kind of came and went very quickly. It's um, going to be really popular, though, I think, on the Switch. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. It'll probably give it another it's burst of life. Because, I mean, it, it came out, and then, obviously, like it was big for a little bit, and then Among Us blew up. And so maybe this will be the second life for Fall Guys. The second coming of Fall Guys. <laughs> I I was very curious to see that neon white game. Yes, that looked pretty good. I mean, it's from Ben Esposito, who's the guy who did Donut yeah. County. Yeah, which is interesting. But I, so I, I think the gameplay should be pretty solid and unique. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Looks I mean, anyway. it kind of has the character style for me. Kind of has like weird like Danganronpa vibes almost, but with like I don't know what to make of it. It looks really weird. It looks like a visual novel meets a an arena-based first-person shooter, which kind of looked quite cool. With cards? Yeah. I don't know. It it seemed interesting. Like It definitely I, interesting. Uh, when I first it. saw it, I thought, um, what's that game that you love on the 360 that's like heaven and angels? and Oh, uh, El Shaddai. El Shaddai. <laughs> I mean, I, I could see where you get El Shaddai-style things from that, but like I said, it... it it seems to take from that Danganronpa, like, visual novel, quirky Japanese text adventure game mm. dynamic for me a little bit with the masks, at least, and the way they're stylized. Mm. Bit Shin Megami Tensei? Maybe a bit Shin Megami Tensei. I don't know. I mean, the card stuff looked interesting. It almost looked a bit like Spellbreaker. Uh-huh. That uh, free-to-play arena-based magic first-person shooter that people were playing for a little bit in lockdown. Seem quite good. Okay. Um, speaking of uh, Danganronpa, actually, World's End Club um, looked quite cool about the kids who were in a dystopian Tokyo and trying to figure out. Oh, I what like had the happened. style. Yeah, I like the style of that. It looks not less my kind gr- of game, but look cool. It looks less grim than Danganronpa. It looks like they've kind of aged that very serious, very like, hey, all of these children are dying in horrible ways. Hmm down to be something that's kind of a bit more accessible, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I will, I'll play that game. I'll, it's out on May 28th. But yeah, when I think it. about it, it was pretty packed, that Direct. For those who are poo-pooing it, I know there's a few people, it's not going to be able to please everyone, but yeah. it was packed full of games. And No, it was. I mean, I and think new stuff as well. Solid, solid Direct. Uh, what did you... Are you any excitement at all to play Ninja Gaiden again? I don't think I need it on Switch, really. I already have um, Sigma, the Sigma games. I even have one of them on the PS Vita. Really? Yeah. 
Wow. I think Sigma 2 on the Vita. So, yeah, I, I'm not that excited about that. I got as far as I could with Ninja Gaiden 3. And I even got Ninja Gaiden 3 for the Wii U as well. So I have it on PS3 and Wii U. You know, I have Ninja Gaiden 2 multiple times. Ninja yeah. Gaiden 1 multiple times. <laughs> so, yeah. Cool that it's all together in one package and it's portable. Yeah. I guess. You know, it's good it's good that it's out there. I mean, to be fair, I've never really played the Ninja Gaiden games. I have, I think I have Sigma, of the original. Is that on the Xbox or was that on the 360 no, Sigma? No, um, Sigma was uh, the PS3 re-release of Ninja Gaiden. Oh, and then Sigma 2 okay. was the PS3 release of 2, yeah. Okay, I have one. They added a few things, yeah, and then ported I, them to PS Vita, yeah. I, I don't know. I might, I might pick it up. I remember you not liking the third one that much, and I remember the first two being very difficult. I really liked the third one to a point where it got too difficult. Yeah. But the story I've said on the podcast before, my experience with Ninja Gaiden One, it was the only time I've been shaking from playing a video game. That yeah. it was so intense, and I was trying so hard to beat a boss. And actually, after finally doing it, I felt a fantastic sense of achievement. But honestly, my hands were shaking. I was so het up by it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's a very intense experience. Um, Fair enough. But, you know, very well made and exciting. Let's yeah. see. I, I think there was... I don't know. I, I might pick it up. Who knows? Like, if I end up seeing it cheap, maybe I'll grab it. But I don't think... Out of all the stuff in that director, I was like, okay, I'm going to buy that, I'm going to buy that, I'm going to buy that. I'm not sure I'll pick up Ninja Gaiden. Right. I'm trying to think of anything... Other than Mario Golf, I don't think there's anything that was shown that I thought, I'm going to buy that. This is a very Matt Boyle Nintendo Direct, I, it was, I think. Yes. Which very is good. So. Which is what I needed. Yeah. But... I don't know, Tom. There were Star Wars Hunters, you know, a new multiplayer oh, no. shooter set in the Star Wars universe. Multiplayer Zinda, shooter. The people who you've brought already... you Farmville and Worlds with Friends. You've killed it by saying multiplayer shooter. Uh, and I know what kind of multiplayer shooter it's going to be. It's going to be some Battle Royale bollocks, isn't it? Well, I, do, I don't see it going to be that. I think you're giving <laughs> it too much credit. I think it's going to be a, a weird mobile gacha game because Zynga's attached to it. So Yeah. Uh, there was also that Knockout City uh, from EA. Is that EA were publishing that one? I don't remember that. It isn't in this article. So what it was, was some Knockout sort City? of uh, arena-based third-person oh, multiplayer action game. Oh, that thing. Yeah, that looked really forced. I, I hate this current trend of yeah. like self-aware video game character tropes talking and playing other video games. As if anyone who has played World of Warcraft is going to look at an ad for that thing or read Shadow Legends and go, yes, the orc is right. I must play this new game. I don't know, man. It just it seems so well, tired. Actually, it was kind of interesting because they were sort of playing some sort of it's like volleyball, dodgeball yeah. type thing. Yeah, it could be fun. It's a I'm bit sure different. It could... It's not just a shooter, at least. You know, I'm sure it could be okay. I don't think there's any like... guns in it anyway, is it? No, it's because dodgeballs. I don't know, man. It seemed to me to be trying too hard. It seemed a little bit generic, a little bit following a trend uh, of the moment, but at least it had a unique gameplay mechanic, so perhaps yeah, it could be a yeah. super hit, perhaps. Maybe. I don't know. I. It's coming out, like I said, it's coming out for me. It would be right in the middle of the Famicom Detective Club stuff and the new Danganronpa game which is also a detective story, World's End Club. That's not going to get confusing. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know. If it's free to play, maybe I'll pick it up, but I doubt it would be. It's probably a full-price title. Mm. Oh, Star Wars Hunters is set between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. They always like to point out where these games are set, don't they? These Star Wars... Uh, anything Star Wars spin-off. Oh, it's set between these two. Oh. Yes, Tom. You need, it needs to be in canon, because it's all one big universe. Yeah, and it's like, oh, it's going to fill in some gaps between um, Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens because it's so vague what happens between those two. I'm sure there's a book that says it all. But... I'm sure there are several books, a comic book, an audio think... drama, and maybe even a theatrical play that tell you what happens. <laughs> Piece it together online on your wiki, Tom. 
it feels like you have to like read so much different media or watch so much different media to kind of get that story though there's not just like one thing that will give you all of it you've got to read the comic book read the book you know whatever exactly anyway, tom it's a it's a cross-media experience thank you very much you know it's really rich i'll just watch the film thanks i'm all right um <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was it was an action-packed Nintendo Direct, but um, I tell you what, I would have seen, would have loved to have seen something like Wave Racer F Zero in there. As a I fan mean, of racing games, I would have loved to have seen uh, Mario Kart Nine. Um, what a, what about uh, Fast Racing Neo Two or something like that? Would that have done it for you? Would you be no? Happy it needs to be F Zero at this point. Okay, especially after playing more of um, Bowser's Fury. Really? You might think that's odd. Well, why did Bowser's Fury make me think of F-Zero? Well, the music that plays when uh, Giga Bowser appears is reminiscent of some of the music in F-Zero X. Do you falcon punch Bowser? Is that the end of the game? Spoilers, <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, it's pretty epic, the end of the game, because I have finished it, Matthew. I finished <gasps> it this morning. Wow, you finished so it. So I'll, I'll happily talk a little bit more about that if we're done with Nintendo Direct. Yeah, I think so. I, there's nothing else. I mean, I'm looking at the stuff. Yeah, Stubbs the Zombies getting a re-release. There's Capcom Arcade Stadium. It looked all right. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. I think that's the broad Monster Hunter. Nintendo Direct. I mean, yeah, Monster Hunter looks good. I'm sure I'll end up playing it because all my, all my uni friends will end up playing it. So I'll probably pick that up. Who knows? And a physical version of Hades. How do you feel about that, Matt? I'll, I'll certainly get that box, Tom. Mm-hmm. Because why wouldn't I? Because I like physical crap. I don't know. I probably won't pick it up, to be honest. I was actually thinking about it when I saw it. I was like, oh, it's nice. It's got a little book, but I, I don't know if I need it. <laughs> it's got a little book. <laughs> Legend of Mana, though. If they, if they do, like, Saga Frontier 1 and 2 and some of the new Saga remakes they've done as a physical collection, I think I'll definitely pick that up. But hmm. maybe not this. Right. Bowser's Fury, Matt. It's fantastic. It's well worth uh, the price of admission on that uh, collection of 3D yeah. World and Bowser's Fury. Uh, I think it took me five to six hours, perhaps, to get the first 50 cat shines and have the final confrontation with Giga Bowser, which That's played out did. very interestingly, I have to say. And I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it, it's, a, it's interesting how the whole final act of that plays out. Okay. In a sort of gameplay mechanic way. Basically, I'll just say you get to the point where you can't keep him away any longer. Because usually by getting a cat shine, you can activate a lighthouse that as soon as you do that, yeah. he'll disappear. But right. you find that even if, later on in the game, even if you do that, he reappears very soon after to the point where he won't go away. And you will have to get those last few, maybe three or so cat shines while he's there sort of terrorizing right. you but some of the cat shines actually you get by um, destroying bowser fury blocks i think they're called and these are blocks that can only be destroyed by giga bowser it's like a wall and then you break the wall down with bowser's fire and then you can collect a cat shine okay so it's a perfect opportunity to get those that maybe you haven't got yet um and yeah, it's it's a joy, and it's not over yet. Uh, once you get fifty and have that confrontation, then there's another fifty left. There's a hundred cat shines in all, and when you think about it, it takes about five hours to six maybe uh, to get up to that point of fifty. You've got you know a lot more gameplay still left over. That's cool. I mm. I I I've seen it. I've held it in my hands and gone. I should buy this game. But the only thing that's kind of stopped me is that Persona. Five Strikers is out next week, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to play Persona Five Strikers when that comes out. I hear that's a okay. good meaty forty hours of game. I and love I'm, a platformer. I know you do, and yeah. but I, I've talked about this multiple times. I love Persona Five. Really irritated me the other day though when I realised that if I would have bought the digital deluxe version, I could have already been playing it. That was a bit of a kick in the teeth, but never mind. It's all right. This happens all the time now. I hate this world where it's just like, yeah, pay like 15 quid more for a digital version. You can play it early. I'm like, I'd rather not. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. But hey, um, so it goes. But I just want to say that, that Bowser Fury is another prime example of Nintendo genius. And also, there's very few games I play now that make me feel as happy as a Nintendo game. 
Yes, that I, have that I mean, same sense of fun. And what is it exactly? I don't know. It's just it, actually this game is particularly sunny and nice yeah. until obviously Giga Bowser appears, and it's it's lovely to spend some time in an environment like that. Um, I will say about um, the game is it's a little same in how it looks because there's only yeah. real two real different looks to the game. It's either sunny or it's dark. The variety in the there is a little bit of variety in the areas because there's like snowy areas, uh, more sort of tropical areas and a rocky areas, but uh, nothing too far out there. There's no like really kind of like sandy sort of desert areas or jungle areas. It's you compare it to Odyssey, and obviously Odyssey, you go to so many wonderful worlds in Odyssey, and that was Odyssey's yeah, whole thing. I, I think you also kind of need to hamper your expectations based on the scale of the game, though, right? I mean, like, yeah, yeah. I, imagine I agree. they and tried I to cram that all into five hours; it perhaps would have been a bit of a mess. Yeah, I just think maybe a little bit of variety in some of the islands that you visit, perhaps, yeah. other than snow. Or what what was interesting actually is I thought there was no more to open up on the map. I should have looked at the map because it's obvious if you do that, there's an extra section. So when you get, I think about 30, 25 cat shines, a whole other area opens up, okay. uh, which was cool to see because I thought I'd seen everything. And that whole area was a little bit more, it was actually a bit volcanic. So to me, it's got those Mario staples of 64. It's got the volcanic areas. And obviously the snowy areas um, in there that feel very reminiscent of Mario 64. In fact, this is probably the closest we've had to Mario 64 in terms of... I don't know if that pleases you. No, I was going to say, you've just just unsold me on this game. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) It has a lot of things that remind me of 64 in it. And also the style of gameplay is, is very much like that. It was great. I loved it. Worth 40-odd quid, yeah. I would still like to pick it up. I still like the idea of playing it. Who knows? Maybe I'll grab it. Oh, you love that um, Loch Ness Monster thing, right? Yes, It was in 3D World. That plays quite a large role. I said before, you get around the different islands using it, but it has its own unique uh, cat shines that are attached to it, like little courses that are set out between the islands, which are really, yeah. really fun. There's I'm, a lot I'm in there. I look into it, man. Like, I mm. I like the idea of this game, and I, I think it'll be perhaps a a nice chill-out game, if we, especially mm. if we're not doing anything over Easter. Maybe I'll save it for the Easter holidays. Yeah, I, Let's see. It's, it's a real recommendation from, from me on that one. So glad I picked it up. Is this is this actually a solid Tom Parry ten out of ten? Wow. Okay. Um, do you know what it does feel? It feels like a bit of an experiment at the same time. Right. You know. Okay. Because it's not a full on sort of. It's not Odyssey. It's not full of new stuff like Odyssey is. But it's Mario platforming and it's three D platforming in its sort of purest sort of form. Um, well, they do experiment. It's like a big open area as well. That's it, it's very different, you know. How you, I don't know. I like it. It's, I, I just kind of like... There's so much good things about it. It's hard to sort of... Pick it apart. Yeah. Pick okay. it apart. Yeah. Um, have you been playing anything this last um, week, I, I have played a bit more of Sakura Wars. Um mm. Right. I kind of like it and don't at the same time. There's definitely something there in terms of aesthetics. There's definitely... I I really like the robot designs. The the robots you're pirating, the Mugen, is, is really cool. I think the story's a bit rote, as I mentioned on last week's podcast. Um, I do have a lot of qualms around actually some of the storytelling stuff in terms of the visual novel aspect in that Mm. it's got that weird like aha we tricked you aspect of some of the visual novel choices 
which I fucking hate. Oh, where it's dear. like, okay. you say something and then a character twists your words against you and it's like, well, no, if I would have wanted to come off as a complete pervert or a massive dickhead, I would have selected the other two options. This that was the middle ground. frustrating. Yeah, it's not great. Um, you can save scum in this game. Like, you can literally save before every conversation if you want to try and build these like character affections and whatever if you want to do the dating sim stuff that's inevitably going to be in the later half of this game mm. but i haven't really cared because I, I i'm not really there for that i just wanted a i wanted a good visual novel i wanted something that was in japanese that i could listen to and as i said not a lot of the vo between missions isn't actually there it's just text which defies mm. the point um and so i was saving out for the combat to see okay how is the actual combat in this game? Traditionally, Sakura Wars, as I mentioned, I think last week, was a tactical RPG, which is mm. why I've never tried to get into the franchise, because like, well, I don't speak Japanese well enough to do the virtual uh, visual novel stuff, and I don't like tactical games as a rule, so it seemed like a, a bit of an uphill battle. Mm. But with this game, they had gone for more of a virtual-on style you're in a ship flying around a big arena destroying other enemies and i was like okay let's see how this is it is less virtual on than i expected it is more in lines with a musha game which is fine you go around essentially like you can dash with r2 you can defend with r1 like do a defensive role you can use circle for light attacks and triangle for heavy, and you can mash those in different combinations. But generally speaking, at the moment, I've only got two combos, which is just hammer the circle button five times and press triangle, or press circle, then press triangle. So mm. combat feels a bit limited. Um, the enemy variety so far has been very much me fighting, I think, like two or three enemies in the first combat section, but like one of those enemies is just a bigger version of the small ones. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't feel that great, even though I will say there is definitely a boost in the visuals of the game when it goes into the combat modes, when it goes into the bigger arenas. But they are they are quite sparse. They are they are what you would expect from a game like this, right? It's like because there's so many enemies on screen, you're just in a big factory setting, and there's nothing really of interest in the factory. Yeah. I don't know. I it seems like a bit of a mixed bag. I'm gonna keep playing it a little bit. How long you, would you say you've played it so far? I got to the I got to the second chapter of eight, so I've probably put in about two or three hours, but I'm not sold on it yet. Mm. If you if you feel like that at this point, then it doesn't bode well. No, and I I want I'm gonna play the next chapter. I think I'll get to the end of the second chapter. There's eight apparently in total, just because I want to see if the combat becomes better, if I'm totally honest, if they start to induce more combos and if it does feel a bit more fluid. Because going around the arena, like pressing R2 to like jet around the arena feels good. It's just the combat itself feels quite static when you actually get into it. So if it's more... If I start being able to like shoot and fly around the arena and get a bit more almost like near Automata feel into it, hmm. perhaps it can be good, but like this big open world combat where you're kind of a mech fighting lots of enemies just makes me think of Nier and I'm like well I should maybe just play Nier Automata again. It, it does sound a bit old school to me in terms of it doesn't sound like it's it it feels like a bit of a throwback game. It yeah. feels I don't want to say PS2 because that's that's too harsh on it. I would say it feels like a, a like an earlier PS3 game. Yeah. Or like a mid mid series three sixty game. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not in love with it, I have to be honest, but I'll I'll play a bit more and I'll report my final verdict next week. A, but... uh, a lukewarm review. Yeah, which is a shame. Response. I mean I can yeah. kind of see why this fell through the tracks because it isn't it isn't as good a visual novel as some of the other stuff that's out there in the visual novel space. It definitely isn't as good as a mugging game or like a, a general like combat thing as a lot of these, a lot of like even like your bloody One Pieces. And I'm sure when I play <laughs> Persona Five, um, 
next week, it's going to be night and day difference between a big studio like Koei Tecmo, who specialises in this kind of you versus 100 enemies style games, and this, this effort from Sega, I'm afraid. I don't know. It just, it's not gripping hmm. me in the way I kind of hoped and expected it would, which is well, a shame. Well, Matt, just, just take this. It's not as bad as Rise of the Robots. I mean, it's absolutely not as bad as Rise of the Robots. I mean, <laughs> if we if we are going to compare it to other games of, like, where you're running around an arena shooting, well, running around big spaces shooting and chainsawing things, uh, it's definitely not as bad as um, Space Marines for the 360. So, I mean... Oh, dear. There are standards we will hold games to, Tom, and it's definitely not that. It's just very middle I, of the road. I mentioned Rise of the Robots because I actually picked it up on the CDI. Oh, wow. Good, good for you. There's a CDI version of Rise of the Robots. Well, this was the first version of the game I played, and I bought it purely for nostalgia purposes. Because wow. I wanted to own it, strangely, even though I've, I've never really liked the game. <laughs> I don't think many people do like Rise of the Robots. That's not what nostalgia is, Tom. I was hoping you were going to Buying a game say, well... you don't like. <laughs> this was yeah exactly i i remember thinking this game was shit as a child better own it like that's not how know. that I works like the cover. i like i like the cover of it i like some of the robots i do have some you know i hadn't played a lot of fighting games at the time i played rise of the robots so it was probably among one of the first fighting games i ever played yeah but i mean like it doesn't sound like Even you necessarily it enjoyed it game. though that's the thing. Like, if you would have been like, oh, well, I hadn't really played any fighting games. This is the first fighting game I played. In hindsight, it's really bad, but at the time, I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't say so much, but it sounds like you didn't even enjoy it at the time. I kind of... I enjoyed some things. I enjoyed what it looked like. But then, playing it again recently, having got a copy again, yeah. it's sort of like... There's no music, so it's got no, no. atmosphere, which is a bit of an issue. Right. There is music between, you know, it, it, it touts on the front of the, the, the box or back of the box, depending on which version you're buying, yeah. uh, that Brian May has composed some music for this game. Really? The, the music that is there is pretty good. Uh, the robots look pretty cool. It just doesn't play very well. That's a shame. I mean, I'm, I don't know, man. Why would you buy that? Like, I... I have a lot enough. of strong feelings towards Zero Divide, which I I will freely admit is not a good video game. It's better than Rise of the Robots. It is definitely better than Rise of the Robots. But like the thing with me and Zero Divide is, my cousin had Zero Divide. is one of the first PlayStation games I ever saw running, and I liked the robots and how they looked because it looked super futuristic to me at the mm. time as like a ten year old child. And so, like, yeah. I own I own Zero Divide 1 and 2 with that lens in mind of, like, oh, I know this is a bit crap, but at least I have warm, fuzzy memories towards it. But, like, if you don't... I do have some sort of warm, fuzzy memories of Rise of the Robots. I remember do, being quite captivated by the look of it and the robots and just feeling frustrated that the game wasn't really very good. Okay, but that's But stylistically, a bit atmospherically... I kind of liked it, and also one of the reasons I got it was that isn't another game like it on the CDI. So as a collector of fighting games, I felt like, well, I don't own like the only proper fighting game on the CDI. I probably should have Rise of the Robots. It's one of the obviously it's a very readily available game. It's not very expensive. It's taken me this long to pick it up. It shows that it wasn't like a a must-have game for my collection, but. My collection wouldn't have felt complete without it, <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Wow, that's a that's a big statement. My collection wouldn't have felt complete without Rise of the Robots for <laughs> the CDI. <laughs> wow. It's the same as um, something like Caesar's uh, World of Boxing, or whatever it was. Um, that I have fond memories of that, but it doesn't play very well. But I like yeah. the bits where you talk to your manager, the F&V bits where you talk to your manager between fights. So I also have so, that game. I mean, I've never actually asked you about this. You you might own it, but I, I also think it would have probably come up in conversation by now if you did. Do you have mm. Masters of Combat for the Master System? Masters of Combat? No, I don't. I don't. No. Okay, so that's a fighting like, game. 
Masters of the Combat is like the rarest Master System game. It's also a fighting game, yes. Ah, was it also on the Game Gear, perhaps? Because there don't was, know. there is a really good uh, fighting game on Game Gear, which is, is kind of has a generic title, if I recall. Um, but also, there's something like Fatal Fury is good on the Game Gear, I hear as well. I mean, Fatal it wouldn't surprise me. Fatal Fury is good on the Game Boy, so mm. uh, it doesn't seem like Masters of Combat is on the. Oh no, actually, it was later ported to the Sega uh, Sega Game Gear. There we go. Uh, in Japan as Buster Fight. Ah, there you go. Yeah, I do know what it is. I have seen it for Game Gear. Buster Fight. I've never seen this. Oh, no, I have. I, I'm familiar with this. I didn't realise this is what this was either. Yeah, I, I mean, are there any other fighting games on the Master System other than that weird uh, Brazilian Port of Street Fighter 2? On the Master System? Yeah. Um, not that I can recall. Of course, you've got Streets of Rage 2, but that's not a fighting game. No, that's not a fighting game. But it's I close can... to it's a combat game, I suppose. What? Right, okay. Oh, Virtual Fighter Animation also apparently came out on the Master System. But I guess but that is that is a probably fighting game or a... is that an RPG type thing? No, that is, that is a fighting game, isn't it? Isn't that a weird like Game Gear spin-off of Virtual Fighter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I like the NES. I don't think the Master System is particularly well suited to fighting games because it's only got two buttons. No, it doesn't seem that way. Like, there's one unlicensed game called Jang Pung 2, uh, which came out on the Game Gear and is pretty mm-hmm. much a port of Street Fighter 2. Um, Mortal Kombat 2, apparently, on the Master System. Didn't know that. Is that in Brazil? Uh, no, seems like it was only in Japan. Interesting. Very interesting. Mortal Kombat film trailer, the latest. Have you seen that? I have not. I feared it is good. No, it is a tech toy release. You were totally right. This Master System, Master System version of Mortal Kombat. Damn it. There's some good tech toy releases. Uh, No, I haven't. I hear from my good friend Austin that it actually seems quite promising. (laughs) It does look pretty good. I'll watch it for sure. Not a huge Mortal Kombat fan, but I do enjoy him from time to time. I, I. I saw a Kotaku headline that was essentially like, this looks like this may actually be a good Mortal Kombat film. But I also, our good friend Austin said that like the last minute of that trailer is just essentially fatalities and that kind of turned me off a little bit. I don't know if I need, like, I know it's part of the game, but even at this point, the gratuitous violence in Mortal Kombat kind of is a bit, mm, for me as a person, it's kind of gone into... Yeah. It's gone beyond, like, funny, ha-ha-ha, I pulled out your skeleton to actually kind of some gross shit that I'm not really into. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of with you, yeah. It feels like they've got to push the envelope out even further. The more sequels they make, they want to make the fatalities more gruesome. But, yeah, some aren't just aren't funny. You know, I think no. they've got to be a bit funny. Yeah. More yeah. combat sort of lost its humour. Well, yes. It's, no, it's not... Um, well, no, it hasn't, because the story mode seems nuts still. It's just... Yeah, it still has some humour, but I don't know. I think seeing less realistic sort of sprites do those things. Yeah. Even if they were digitised. Fine. It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll, um, I'll probably watch it. It's going to be on HBO Max, right? So hopefully it'll come to HBO Nordic here or I'll be able to rent it from the PlayStation Store or I something. I think it's getting theatrical release as well. I don't yeah, know what but... cinemas are like in Denmark right now. I mean, they're not open, Tom, like everything else. They're not open, so... okay. No. Same here. Uh, I have picked up some some other games other than Rise of the Robots. After playing Speedy Gonzales, I got on a sort of uh, cartoon video Super game Nintendo. kick. Yeah. So I bought uh, Sylvester and Tweety and KG Capers for the Mega Drive. Right. And Pink Goes to Hollywood for the Super Nintendo, which is a Pink Panther game. I've picked that up. I've held it in my hands a couple of times and gone, I don't need this. Is it actually any good? It's developed by Tech Magic, and it looks really nice. It looks and nice, but I, I suspect it might play like crap, which is why I've, I've watched some gameplay up. footage, and yeah, I think uh, I think it's okay. It's the same developer as Sylvester and Tweety, which is interesting. So. Right. I get to compare them side by side. Will it be 
I think it's the same developer. Yeah, it's the same developer's first and tweet. I don't know if it'll be as good as Speedy Gonzalez. I don't think so, Tom, because it's a Sunsoft game. Yeah, but I did read a review. I remember Svester uh, and Tweety quite well because uh, I used to collect Sonic the Comic and I read a review of it in there and I think it was favourable. So, you think? Yeah. Okay. I think it was. I can't. Fi- I don't have access to my Sonic the Comics right now just to check that review before I purchased it. But uh... That's a shame. <laughs> you, should, you should consult the Sonic the Comic archive and let us know. And here's a shock. Here's a shock horror, Matt. I forgot this game was an RPG and I bought it. Um, there's a game called Graffiti Kingdom on the PS2. I don't know Have what this is. Have you heard of this? It no. had a PAL release, even though for some reason I didn't think it had. Um, but it's it's got a nice uh, aesthetic about it. I have never seen this before. This looks cool. Yeah. Uh, five of, published by 505 game street <laughs> i mean i don't I like it. the look of the combat to be honest with you that looks a bit ropey but like the aesthetic of the characters looks cool yeah i was captivated by the look of it a long time ago and put it on a list of games i'd have to get and i saw it going for various prices and there was one going for 25 on ebay so i thought i'll watch that 25 is still quite a lot but compared to some of the other prices I've seen it for, I thought, not bad. And then the seller offered me it for 20 And so I was like, oh, okay, 20% discount, sure. Yeah. I, I'll get it. Uh, so that's winging its way to me. Interesting. I This looks interesting. I'll be, I'll be curious to see what you think of it. Mm, I, I'll give you the, the, the rundown on that. And also, uh, next time, I can talk a little bit about The Incredible Hulk for PS2, based on the Ed Norton movie. Played a bit of that recently. Yeah. I won't go into it now. And, uh, yeah, I, I play some of uh, Everything and Nothing, the Japanese version, with uh, Japanese voice acting. Yeah. Was it just Japanese voice acting over the top? Well, it wasn't that they replaced the main Bond girl with the Asian equivalent, which I thought would be very interesting if they actually went to that level to kind of recast a character. There was always uh, an Asian Bond girl in the film. Not the film. (laughs) It's a bit cinematic. In the game. So it's just swapping out the character on the front cover. Oh, interesting. Okay. So there are a few Bond girls. Like a Bond movie, there are a couple of Bond girls in the game. Um, so it's not substantially different from the other versions of it, but I didn't own it on PS2. It is a good game. Of course, the Xbox version is a lot better than the PS2 version, just because yeah, it yeah. looks nicer. <laughs> I'm sure. But, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool game. Um, I think it's an often overlooked third-person action adventure. Because it's a licensed game, I don't know if people give it the time of day it deserves, but it's it plays very well. No, I remember you it's quite difficult. Being quite positive about it when it came out hmm. so hmm. or at least talking positively after the fact i might check it out but i mean and it's I'll james try. bond isn't it i'm glad your curiosity has been quenched on that one anyways yeah yeah it's an interesting one to add to the collection because the idea of swapping a character on the game cover i mean it's not out of the order for japan to have different c- covers but uh yeah to do that, I thought, oh, that's a nice little piece to add to the collection. And on the Xbox, I don't actually have a proper box copy. I've only got a disc and a manual, so... Ah, okay. Yeah. Very that's when the game was selling things like off uh, without original cases, you know, for, like, next to nothing. I got the Godfather as well, and Ty the Tasmanian Tiger back in the day. Yeah, no. That's nice in there. Tyler Tasmanian Tiger you can now download on the Switch. Yeah, I saw uh, that it was hmm. it was there. I I don't remember that game being all that bad. I just I think I rented it. It was once. all right. Yeah. It was all right. It was no. all right. I, I, I enjoy PS2 platformers or Xbox platformers depending on what format they release on. And GameCube yeah. for that exam for that. Yes. I don't know what I'm saying. It's all right. Um, I I've picked up one or two Game Boy games. Uh, True Lies. I've found a box copy of that for relatively cheap. Um, I got some more Mahjong stuff. Nothing, nothing. That I'm like, oh my god, look at this. I think True Lies. I picked up an American box copy, which seems to be quite expensive. 
there's a, a copy on eBay for a, a lot of money right now, but I can't find any sold listings to see if that's just someone trying to list it for a stupid price or actually trying to sell it for that, which but mm. I, I paid bugger all for it. I just like, I like that game. It's kind of like Hotline Miami. Yeah, I know the um, Super Nintendo one. Uh, yeah. looks pretty cool. It's a fun game, so I was like, okay, yeah. I'll I'll pick up a box copy of this, why not? Uh, so, nothing right home about yeah. I might try and sneak in a biographic before I... when I'm off next week, so let's see how it goes. Oh, but, I'd love to see a new biographic. Yeah, yeah I, I think it'll actually probably be in one of the weird Japanese games I picked up that shall remain a secret for now, but oh. I'll, I'll have a look. Well, lots of exciting things to look forward to. Yas, uh, yas. Yes. For next time, um, I want. I did want to mention actually, going back to Mario 3D World, uh, Bowser Fury for a second. I I said it reminded me of a couple of Nintendo games. One being F Zero X for the music in in places, but yeah. uh, Wave Race as well. The fact that you're skimming around between islands, <laughs> and the water obviously in the sun, and it's like there's a great Wave Race game missing on the Switch, and I hope one day we get it. Fingers crossed. Wave Race is a game that I didn't give a lot of time to the Game Boy version of that game, and I really enjoy Wave Race on the Game Boy. I like the ones on the GameCube and subsequent sequels. Like, I would, I would quite happily play a Wave Race game. I bought some weird anime game that was kind of touting itself as Wave Race, and it was very much not that. I can't even remember okay. the game a bit. But... Well, I think if Nintendo want to give it an extra push, just stick a couple of Mario characters in it as unlockables. Yeah. Just do that. Just do. Just. I mean, is there nothing? Is there no kind of like jet ski stuff as part of the Olympic Games? I know it isn't an Olympic sport, but I could see that being like. Well, there's surfing. Yeah. The, and you can play jet ski on Dead or Alive Extreme volleyball. I think. Yeah, but that's not got Mario characters, Tom. Anyway, <laughs> before we get into Dead or Alive, let's wrap this up. If you have enjoyed this podcast, you can listen to it in a variety oh. of places on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Tom and Matt Attack. You can go to blastprocess.com um, and you can listen to it on tomandmattattack.com and iTunes, Stitcher and Spotify. While you're there, want to give us a cheeky rate and subscribe. You can also contact us directly at the pre-mentioned Facebook site or on Blast Process in the comments or on Twitter at TMACast for the both of us at TomParry11 for... Mr. Parry and at Game Boy for myself. Tom, as always, it has been a pleasure. Um, Absolute pleasure, Matt. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Until next week, be sure, as always, to game on. Game on. Game on.